Before we get started, please take the time to like, add, and subscribe to our pages on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, please leave us a review. We can wander our way over, you know, because this is Wolfram Ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? So, do you uh, do you have your shots appointment? No, I need to. Mine's on a Wednesday. Did you figure out which ones you needed? I like so the way it went for me is I had to fill out some like form, and then okay. I sent it to uh, the county health services here. Uh, and I said, I'm going to Uganda. They gave me a call. They're like, Hey, we got your form. Like come in Wednesday. And so I was like, all right. So I think I'm going to get there and they're going to be like, this is what you need. Right. So what form did you send in? It was one that my, the County here, Jackson County has. You're saying like. You're saying Pfizer, Roosevelt County. Montana. I don't, that's my guess. Like, if you search your county, like health services, and then maybe they have like a offering, like, so that way you can get your shots through them. Cause what I originally tried doing was calling the hospital. Right. Then I said, Hey, I'm traveling. I need to get shots. And they were like, well, We don't do that here. And I was like, Well, we're, who do I call? And they were like, uh, oh, here's the number. Call. And when I called, it was like one of those automated ones. And it was like, this is the Jackson County Health, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I... And then I went and looked online. Um, and they were like, fill out this form. And then from the form, you can either bring it in, make it a, and drop it off, or you can email it. So I emailed it. And then they called me. Interesting. I tried calling my, I got to get, see, the problem is I got to get registered in my tribe, get registered at the hospital there, and I can get, I, I think can I get your shots as soon as you can. That way it's just done. I know. No, I agree with you. That's kind of the plan and the weather's looking good right now. So there's a good window. I just got to get registered at the hospital. And then she said, then I got to make an appointment to do that. Then I'll do that. And then. She said you might have to get the other ones at the county hospital, like you're saying, like get like certain other ones, but some of them cost money. So if the tribe pays for like some, you know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is, is like, I'm not expecting because they're, they're going to want my health insurance as well for it. Right. And I'm not expecting anything to be covered because it's voluntary. Right. And so when it comes to voluntary things, health insurance companies, whether it's like the most public one version or least public version, they're usually like, well, you don't need this, so you need to pay for it. Right. That's why I'm taking the IHS route, man, because hopefully like it's paid. Like if I go to the IHS hospital, it's paid for. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like it's my tribe's hospital clinic. 
Yeah, well, I get I get where your thought is with it, but I bet you for like travel vaccines, like that's pretty voluntary. I I get what you're saying, but I go to if this if but that's the thing, this clinic might not have all the shots, so I might have to go somewhere like you're saying to get to where I'll have to pay it, you know. But IHS hospitals pay for like I've, I'm enrolled in the Little Shell Hospital. If I yeah, go but there, do people, they offer? the travel vaccine services paid for yes everything all the services all their services are paid for yeah because you're an enrolled member oh then i'm willing to bet they don't even offer it but that's what i'm saying is like they'll they 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 said she might have the yellow fever one and like malaria and like certain ones but then there was like other the other ones she's like yeah i don't I, i don't know do you know how many you're getting I don't. Okay. Did you put in just like where you're traveling to? Yeah, it was really basic kind of form. Um, let me see if I can find the email I well, sent. Um, oh yeah, here it is. Found it. Um so all I like had to put is they wanted, you know, basic info. And then they're like, why are you going? Um, what dates are you going to be going? Um, and then they asked, like, uh, have you ever been outside of the U.S. before? Um, what's your mode of transportation? Are you using anything other than an airplane? Are you going to visit anything other than major cities? Are you going to be staying with anything other than hotels? Right. Are you visiting friends, families? you going to certain altitudes? Are you going to be working with, like, like, you know, Doctors Without Borders type stuff. And then they kind of asked some other basic, like, do you take any medication? Do you take supplements? Do you take, you know, because and you should be honest. When you put that in, put all of it, even if it's a no-no substance. Because that stuff will, like, it could fuck you up yeah, if you wait. don't put it. And they don't judge. They do not judge. No, um, at these like services, I mean, they'll probably sit there and go, You shouldn't do that, but they're not going to be like calling the cops right there on the spot. No, but you're right because it's how that interacts with certain things. Like, if you do get that shot and it has certain, yeah, I mean, yep. you should for any medical, even if because I mean, it can make a big difference. We had an athlete, they had to have their stuff like uh, surgery postponed. Because he didn't tell the doc um, that he did nicotine. He did like nicotine pouches, yeah. those Zins you see everyone do. He did those and he was in for his like pre-op. And the doc was like, yeah, I mean, you're good. You don't do anything like, you know, you don't smoke cigarettes. And the kid's like, uh, well, I use Zins. And he pulled out the thing right there. And the guy's like, well, fuck. And he's like, you got to get off that. And we got to push it back. Makes sense, though. Yeah. Makes sense. It's smart. It's totally smart. It but is. But I'd get on it. Yeah, no, I will. I that's like tomorrow, Friday. I gotta I gotta fax them this paperwork and then from there I can get get like things rolling. Yeah. Cause I have once I get the shots, need to get my suit and then I have a whole list of things I need to get checked 
Oh, finished paying the hotel. Um, I need to see if Yolo wants me to like Venmo him or do the other thing. He said in February. Yeah, I know. Well, February's next week, man. And well, yeah, but I it's Yolo, so I'm saying like mid February, I think is what he said, or end of February. You got time. Um, act. So yeah, it looks like look at your routine vaccines, your flu, your influenza, your your chicken pox, polio shingles, those ones. It said recommended COVID, cholera, hepatitis A, hepatitis B, malaria, measles, meningitis, um, polio. Uh, those rabies. are like all the ones you get here in the states. That's what I mean. That's what like that's what so. The typhoid, maybe. Um, yeah, and then the yellow fever. So, yeah, it's pretty. I, I mean, it's a few. You know what I mean? I got to ask. Yeah. Alyssa, I got to ask Thea's friend, Alyssa. They, about her they, shot. Uh, they say when you get the malaria stuff um, that... You have the wildest dreams that night. Really? Yeah, apparently they're like <laughs> wild is from what I hear. But to be fair, I'd rather take a crazy ass dream than actually malaria. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I mean it makes you question what being on malaria, like being sick with malaria is like. I, yeah, I mean, I don't directly know these people. Um, one guy, I follow him on like um, social media because he's wild. Um, and I read his book. Um, he had it almost died and he was in like Madagascar, I think. Um, and then the other person that I know that's had malaria was my AIDS and STIs professor at Oregon State. Really? Um, oh, yeah. It was it, that was so wild how we found out, too, that she had malaria. Because it was literally the first day of class. And, like, she's just, she's trying to do a get-to-know-you game. So right. she's like, raise your hand if you're from Oregon, right? People raise their hand. Raise your hand. And then the questions get, more detailed as you kind of go down. Right. Um, she straight up, she asked a couple questions, two questions that were wild. She asked one, she's like, raise your hand if you've ever had malaria. And like, right. nobody raised their hand. Right. And she's just like, oh, my bad. I guess I consider malaria like the common cold. And I was like, what? I was like, where have you been? Wow. And then the other wild question she asked, she's like, raise your hand if if you have HIV or AIDS. And I was like, I was in class going like, yo, lady, this is day one. I know nobody here. I'm not sharing this info. <laughs> Even if you do raising their hand, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. But we're not we ain't we ain't here to talk about that. No, we should start though. We already drank the drink, but we're going clank the clank. Clank. Because we talking relation. That's right. That's right.
we're continuing on with our ABCs and National Parks. We did Glacier Bay last time. This time it's Glacier National Park in good old Montana. Um, yeah. I yep. don't know. I'll Maybe the listeners do know already, but we have been to this park. Multiple times. Uh, yeah. So if you want to hear breakdowns and uh, more detailed stuff like that, um, then I would check out our other episodes. Um, I know there's a lot of hot hot ones. We have some good Glacier content, actually. Um, and also check out the YouTube uh, unless you're listening on YouTube, just hit the check out the profile, see the videos we have of Glacier National Park. Um, those are all fantabulous as well. Yeah, no, YouTube, YouTube's blown up. Shorts, people like the shorts. Um, definitely kind of a cool category. I think we should come out with some more long form video. Then we put your Iceland one out. I still need to edit mine. I just have been too like my working right now is like physical labor work on my house versus like computer work. And I need to sit down and do a bunch of computer work because I still want to edit like a longer Iceland video. I have the song picked out. Yeah. But um, don't, I think it's the Shotgun by George Ezra. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty, yeah, I think that's going to be, that's going to be. So stay tuned for that whenever I get around to that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have the I have the uh, Super Eight film up on there um, on the YouTube, so which is cool. I have another Super Eight version um, that I I'm not sure if I'm going to release that one or post not. Post it, post it's it. It's all the same. It's it's like all the same. It's like all the same. So it's not like new, Who right? Cares? It's just a little bit of a different. Uh, and so I'm I'm not 100 percent sure on it. Let the search terms find us <laughs> once like that's what like honestly social media at this point in the game when you're when you don't have like a fuck ton of followers I don't think it really matters the appearance in that sense as long as like people are liking your shit and for our long form videos why not throw out a long form video I mean, I, I get what you're saying in that standpoint, and but I would argue even if you're big, you shouldn't really care what like other people think. Um, what I think it comes down to more so is, are you happy with the product? Right, and I, I that low key kind of something we should address off the recording <laughs> is how maybe the YouTube and Instagram look going forward. Um, to get better products, I think. Yeah, you know, if you're happy with it, then that's all that truly, truly matters. The rest falls into play. Right. I feel you. So, you know, whatever people say, I mean, you see so many videos. I've seen so many. Um, if you like deep dive, get stuck in an Instagram hole, right? you can find people like genuinely nice people sharing their lives. Oh, and I then know. you can get in the get in the comments and you'll get people like just straight up shitting on them like and it's and it makes no sense like it's right. the person the person could just be like here i am going to the gym today i get on the bike for 30 minutes and then i leave and go to work like that kind of shit and you'll see in there like hate 
hate from New Zealand. <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's wild. That's fucking wild. But yeah, that's like, I don't know. I just, I feel like looking at social media, there's a different approach I want to take to it. And I, I, I really liked the original Wandering Ways, Quartz Lake kind of shit we were putting out where it was more like the long form stuff, but we fell into a culture of like short of short videos because of Instagram reels and TikTok and all that. And when you look at like some of these glacier videos that we've done early on, like that was fun. Those longer form videos. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. The longer, the early on videos, I wouldn't say the ones like, right like the earliest the first ones right um but i'd say probably about a year after like those first ones came out like there's some there's actually some de- really good videos in there right no we should uh i like that and that's kind of where this iceland video where like, i wanted to take it was kind of down a, a similar path like that so i want to give it the that's always part of it i don't want to rush it i want to give it the time it deserves so i got to get that done at some point should take my computer to Africa, but I don't want to. I want to kind of go bare minimum there. I yeah, I mean that. I mean, you're going for much longer than I am, but um, right. I'm going pretty bare minimum. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to debate if I want to take the Super Eight or not. Bro, that would kind of be really cool. I know. I'm kind of torn. Here's why I'm torn. Um. I think I think the footage that I would get could be like really, really legit. Right. But at the same time, I'm also curious of like how the trip's gonna go and like how a super eight taking super eight film fits in within that. Right. Um I think with Africa, you take it from a, like, you videotape, like, you get on the plane. You videotape. Uh, I don't think you do that with a Super 8. You don't think so? I think it's more about, like, the journey, like, the, like, the experience. Yeah, and I know, and that's what I get. I don't think, like, I don't necessarily think like an airplane shot, like getting on the airplane is really what you do. It's more of like you chilling on the airplane. Yeah. I mean, that would work. Yeah. Right. You, you more so take videos of people doing the journey rather than. Yeah. Like like almost like doing the journey, not, and not focused on the camera. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, just like, yeah. Like here's the aisles of the plane. Mm-hmm. people are being people yeah because the best shots from that are like if you think of the hawaii one you know it's it's the kind of like it's the you know dancing near the lake near mauna kea it's the, making the pb and j's it's the uh you know you video in that pheasant um, and then like Iceland, it's very much similar stuff. The best is just the goofing off, except for maybe the very last part of like the video that's on YouTube. 
that's just such a cinematic um, right. kind of framing. Um, it worked really well for an ending, um, but that's such, but even then you can argue it's someone doing something. Right. I feel you. I got to rewatch your video. I watched it when you first did it and I got to rewatch it. That, like... that very last shot is like, I think the best way it's framed beautifully and it kind of just fits for the end of any kind of like video you do. Well, I'll watch it like after, or maybe during the break, I'll watch it. <laughs> but, but we're also, yeah. yeah, we're also here to talk Glacier a little bit, but that's true. I think go check out our Glacier videos. I think that's kind of a big, a big push to, um, to that crowd. Yeah. So yeah. go check it out. Um, but no, we're here to talk about a national park that was, that became a national park in May 11th, 1910. There was the so, eighth national park. It's an old one over a hundred years, 113. Yeah. With over 700 miles of trails, so open and rugged that the stret they stretch your soul. It's a hiker's paradise. No wonder they call it the crown of the continent. Um, yeah. Hiked it, liked it. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I used to have that uh, that pin, but I lost it, I think, hiking Mount St. Helens. <laughs> I think, yeah, when you slid down, you said you lost some. Um, how yeah, do you, I lost quite a few. Like, I, what I like is we've I feel like we've hiked a good chunk of the park. Now obviously not a lot, but we've hiked kind no, of the, but that's tough to do. <laughs> right. The middle of the area, I would argue we've hiked in the sense that like the going to sun where we went up to the chalet. We've hiked the Logan's Pass trail and we've hiked the like Quartz Lake, Cracker Lake on the the eastern side. We've hiked two medicine on the eastern side. We've hiked Avalanche Lake in the in the like set like the central side. Um, I've horsebacked around like Fish Creek, um, like the horseback ride right there at, at St. Mary's. We've hiked the the Quartz Lake on the on the west side, and like what side like, and then even the with Bobby and Matt the south like the set we weren't in the park technically where we were at. We we're kind of in the national forest area, but what like what do you think of that like? Like what, 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 like the, each place is different. Which one do you like? I guess what I'm trying to ask. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, like which one I like. Um, which one did I like? That's a good. Question. I think honestly, we only dabbled in the area that I actually liked the best. Um, in that, and this would be the one thing I think I would change from mm -hmm. this trip. Uh, and it's actually the chalet trip. Uh, I think the one thing I would change from that trip is staying another night mm -hmm. and then making that the base camp to then go and explore because you're already so high up. So you've done a lot of the elevation climb already. Right. So any more elevation that you do is not as much. Right. Um, but then you get into the mountains and that real mountain, especially once you like, you know, how we had the one plan to go down the other side. I think if you head that way and try and get a little bit more elevation over there, I think the views over there would be absolutely wild. 
I believe I agree with you, especially especially if you did it in like like we did it early July, just based on these seasons and kind of the way they've gone. If you if you kind of plan late July, that would be and and in reality, it's January. <laughs> now would be the time. February, now would be the time if you're looking to book your chalet reservations. Um yeah. I would there is Sperry Chalet. They rebuilt that one. And that one's a little more fancier, but supposedly. But I would I would do it again. And I would want it like you're saying, I would want to do the Highline Trail. And yes. then I would want and then I would want to do the the go stay an extra day, go up kind of like what you and Tyler did go up there and then down kind of like what we talked about, you know, park some cars, maybe use the shuttle, that kind of, yeah. actually you could probably park a car at, if you did it right, park a car at St. Mary's and then took a shuttle up to Logan's pass and then Highline trail hike down back to, or to, not St. Mary's, uh, uh, Talk yeah yeah you very well could you know because there's that one picture Any you see picture. quite a bit of like um looking down yeah i always think it's cracker lake i don't think it is actually cracker lake um i think it's iceberg lake it's that area it's around it's yeah kind of around the, yeah but I, I, you know if you can get i think if you can get up there i think your mind will be blown right well and that's part i mean that is part of the park too is it is the hiking because even like to go see hidden lake man to get up with the mountain goats and to get up there like you really have to like put a trek on that's interesting you say mountain goats because if you look uh first off you can take the amtrak to glacier national park which i think would be a cool experience hey but you can stay amtrak on that amtrak has uh amtrak has fun facts about the park and their first fun fact they have on there is yeah. that mountain goats are the symbol of Glacier National Park? I'd say so. You see them a lot. You see them in like the with the red, the red jammers, the the vans. That's another thing that like Mark. I know when you retire, you're going to be a red jammer driver. That's what I always say. Driving up many glacier, giving your tours. <laughs> Who knows? Well, first off, you got to retire. But <laughs> you look at you look off to the left over here. Yeah, yeah. Doing all, your like different that. Voices, doing all your different voices. <laughs> hey, Larry. Yes. Yeah. yeah, just look over. Check out us. Uh, check out some cool shit over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at look at one of my favorite things. An aspirin yeah. tree. And you can tell <laughs> that because of the way it is. No, exactly. Exactly. The red jammers are kind of cool. It's a you know, it's a thing of glacier, the red jammers. So well, but what's neat is you have them like they're the vans that tour you around the park and you got to like sign up for them because they kind of run their on their own. But um, Yellowstone had the yellow ones like that, too. Do they still? Because I actually don't remember seeing them the last time I was in Yellowstone. You don't see them really in the park. They have them in like their storage. And then there's one in Red Lodge. Some guy has it there. He, he restored it. But it, they had okay. the yellow ones. They've brought them out on like special occasions. Hey, that's that's what we got to do. 
we got to buy one of the old yellow buses and then uh, trek it out, take it all out, turn it into the Wandering Ways uh, command station, mobile command station. That would be kind of cool, actually. Um, low key, I know, I know where one's sitting in a field. Oh, so now we just got a hot wire, take some gas, hot wire, yeah. or uh, just somehow figure out how to put it in neutral. <laughs> like the government didn't put serial numbers on those things. We'll scratch it off, paint <laughs> it, and we'll be fine. <laughs> As I say that on like a public uh, thing that anyone right. can listen to. <laughs> right. And it's one of those it's one of those locations in Montana where it's like down that dirt road. Yeah. It'll, sitting in that field yeah getting a fucking bus out of a field <laughs> not as easy as it looks i think we could do it maybe but yeah i would buy one low-key i would buy one um I yeah think like two uh, but going back fun fact here about uh good old glacier national park um there was a man who lived among the native americans and uh, christened the St. Mary's Lakes. Uh, this website, I love stories about the interesting people who became a part of the history of America's national parks. In the case of Glacier, one of these peoples was a man by the name of Hugh Monroe. Hugh Monroe came out of Edmonton House. His assignment was to learn the Blackfeet language and assure future trades at the Edmonton House. Hugh Monroe had no idea that this job would change his life. He was only 17 years old when he was adopted by the Blackfeet people. Later, Monroe married a Blackfeet woman, Sinopa, and together they raised a family. Do you know what you're saying? Look at the names. I've told you those names before. I've heard Sinopa. Hugh Monroe's name is Rising Wolf. Human Monroe? Yes, that 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 was his native name, Rising Wolf. Oh, you never so, told me the so, other name. So right there in Two Medicine, the two lakes, Sinopa, Rising Wolf, Lone Walker, his their Sinopa's father. See That's where- what did I tell? I told everyone this was a fun fact, and this fact just keeps getting funner. <laughs> That's my family. There you go. See, we're finding fun facts about Zach's family yeah. here. Yeah. That's where we come from, those guys. Yeah, here's my favorite part of it, of the reading this fun fact, though. It was through Monroe's good reputation and history with the tribe, which the way which the way was paid for other whites to come into the area. <laughs> it's kind of fucked. Yeah, like, I tricked them. But like, yeah, like that's like my grandfather's mother's family. Is is Sinopa? People think he's the first Caucasian to see the St. Mary's Lakes. Um, maybe, yeah. It sounds like it's one of those things. They're like, we think we're not totally sure. Uh, we think there's a real solid chance, but we can't confirm nor deny it. Well, you don't know because, like, that's like that's like you don't know if anyone from like Spanish came up from the south, right? It's like. French or whoever was exploring, but oh, that was French. Sorry, but they because they were coming down from Canada, they were Hudson Bay. Yeah, yeah, that's part. Yeah, it's it's kind of wild because like 
that's like my grandpa's mom's family. That's like uh, his fifth, my dad's sixth, my seventh, I think. Maybe sixth, fifth, fourth. Maybe it's my sixth. Like, it's like my grandpa. Yeah, it's like my grandpa's great grandpa. Or, and uh, yeah, it's kind of cool, actually. Um, like, like my grandpa's dad was born in a canyon somewhere out in the field in by a glacier back in the day because they were living, living, had to live that life, man. Yeah, right. Wild. But was early 1800s or not, or yeah, late, late 1800s. Thought but that'd be sure. a pretty fact. Glacier, another kind of cool thing with that, like when you talk about like the park and kind of its foundings, right? So you have like the Blackfeet on the east side, which I like. I mean, that's the homelands taking you up to Chief Mountain. Chief Mountain's really cool. His like spiritual, I guess would be the word to use. I was going to say historical, but spiritual is kind of a better religious would be another word. Yeah, I, um, I agree. Spiritual is more a better word for you. Right. And that's kind of where the area is. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's like a church, but it's not, it is like, you know, it's like the Holy land, you know, it's, it's that, it's that, that's where, you know, that's life. Uh, it, I don't know. It, 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 it's more of a feeling when you're there. Um, but like those places like to the Blackfeet are really cool. That whole East side, I really like the way it meets the plains. It's just a different kind of cool, really, like where the mountains meet the prairie, meet the plains. You get that on that side. Um, you do. But that's even... the one thing I noticed when Tyler and I did that little extra bit from the chalet is because you can get over. We got far enough over where you could start looking out and you can just see it turned to flat once yeah. you get out there. And that's where you felt I... like uh, you felt like Mufasa and Simba, where they're sitting on the rock and everything the sun touches is ours. Um, had that that view, not like the whole, but like because that view from the rock and that Lion King, you know, it's very wide open. It's the high peak to the wide plains. That's what it felt like. Well, that's what like when I I went because it's a peace park right so I went to Waterton which is a glacier up in Canada it's a P international peace park which is also cool uh that aspect of it we were driving from Lethbridge Canada and we're driving that way so you drive through like some small farm towns on your way out there some Canadian ones and as you get like the the mountains just build on the prairie they just get bigger and bigger and bigger oh, and we did right at sunset it was just oh it was perfect I loved it um it was wonderful um. But I was going to say the Amtrak, they're, they help build the park, you know, when you talk about the train. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers. Um, he has a really cool Buffalo Mountain sticker. There's even water bottles, hats, sweatshirts, the whole swag. And we even got a discount code for you guys. Yes, if you use Wandering Ways at Shop LS574, you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. 
But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell tribe, as well as they donate a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing Indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code Wandering Ways, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. But uh railroads amtrak you know the choo-choo trains uh actually has a lot the train in the railroad industry like in glacier national park are kind of like together if you really think about it um but james j hill president of the great northern great northern railroad and his son Luis were among the earliest supporters of the national park uh, Hill, the Hills were enthusiastic advocates to preserve the glaciers of Glacier's lands. They funded and led public relations campaigns to convince Congress to designate the area as a national park. Thus, William Howard Taft signed into bill of law on May 11th, 1910, like we said, uh, to make it a national park. James Hill understood that the great northern could not grow and prosper unless they were in unless there were interesting places for passengers to travel. Lewis Hill, who was passionate at, who was a passionate advocate for America's public lands, led a campaign to encourage America Americans to see Americans first. People traditionally traveled to Europe for summer vacations, but the Hills believe it believed that they could give Americans an opportunity to have comparable vacation experience while remaining in the United States. And I agree with the Hills. Yeah. Uh, thus, travelers can take Amtrak's Empire Builder from the Midwest to the East and ride through Mary uh, Maria's Pass at the highest point on the railroad's route and stop at the Beltran Depot to visit the park. That right there, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, railroad that, that doesn't just stop with the Amtrak. I mean, that's kind of why the chalets are there, um, is the railroads. They were the like the land surveyors, basically, for the railroad. They're where yeah. they built. Like, there's, there is a tunnel, I want to say, the Ptarmigan Tunnel in uh, in the park that was like an old railroad thing that's not really used anymore. Um, it's a Marias Pass. Mariah, Marias, yeah. It's a guy's last name. I like Maria. Yeah, we should go. We should find the native name for it. I'm sure because, like, that's what they actually call the backbone of the continent, right there, the continental divide. Yeah, and that uh, that to me is uh, it's cool. It really is cool. It's really kind of cool that like the railroad, those people were thinking that way. They're also yeah building their empire too at the same time because like yeah you look at those older railroad ads of the park they're sh- they show like yeah come visit the tourism come see the goats come do this come come do that you know and i re- I, I really think it'd be cool to see like when you when you when you look back in time to see these places just the more like the the, the less developedness even yeah i mean i've always thought you know like i always get that that thought when I'm I am in these places is like I'll get to a vista point and I'll be just like yeah but like imagine what it was like when 
Yeah, like when because it was that's very way different then. Because think about it, like you look down and you see fences or highways or roads or farm fields, you know, when it was like, no, that just used to be wild grass or sagebrush. Yeah. Or, it's kind of wild. It's nice yeah. out, out here in eastern Montana. You get a little bit of it sometimes. Or like when you go to like the Grand Canyon and it, that's all you see is just kind of that vastness. That's it, You get that place. In, in Glacier, you do get it in places here for sure. Don't get me wrong. But like. It's different, like especially like bordering the park. Yeah, yeah. It's there's fewer places in the world that it's you have that opportunity to really um, experience that nowadays. So it does make it um, unique, and it would be it would be cool uh, to see it. But you know, can't travel back in time. Uh, but you can't still take the train. You yeah. can still take the train. Uh, Amtrak offers a lot of uh like vacation packages uh they actually have like a big like national park one you can hit a whole gaggle of them so, comes through point same one same train comes through yeah i think that there's one that hits like the grand canyon uh yeah. i think yosemite's on that list um in glacier i mean it's uh i've looked into it um once um well, they're opening up here in Montana. It sounded like they're pushing for it. I don't know how far it's gotten, but they want to do Billings to Missoula because the Great Northern kind of comes down there to Missoula and then over to like Spokane and stuff. Or a train. Uh, yeah. So that way, like, but it's more touristy along like Southern Montana there to get you to Yellowstone right there in Livingston. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, one of the arguments people always think about the United States is like, it's really hard to travel around the United States. Um, unlike Europe, which has the train system. Uh, Have but, you seen like where they put like the different European train systems over like United States cities or even like the European, like, the whole grid of Europe over like the Eastern U S like, it's like, if you would do this, like think about it, like we have the infrastructure, we have the like space between our highways or in near our highways to essentially build these like speed trains or these, these trains that we could do that. Like start with the big cities, start with cities over a certain population, you know, like a million people. Yeah. You really, I mean, I think you very well could, and I think there'd be, I think there'd be a really good market for it. Um, you know, I think actually you'd really see a big benefit, like more so out West. Yeah. Um, if you could get a speed train, um, you know, I'm thinking like specifically like LA, San Francisco, yeah. Portland, Seattle, if you had a speed train for that. Right next to I-5. Yeah. Like build it right there, you know, like there are railroad tracks too that even are around the like near I-5 too that follow like it. But it's like, yeah, build it and you also reduce traffic on I-5 by doing that. Yeah. I mean, they've talked about doing one from like LA to San Francisco. Um, and I believe technically there uh, it's like partially built or it is built. Um, LA but... to Vegas, do it. Oh, LA to Vegas would be a good one. Um, for sure. That'd be a good one for sure. Especially a speed one. If you can get it uh, fast enough to where it only takes a couple hours, 
Yeah, you'd have so many people from LA just like, let's go get parked up in Vegas tonight and take the late train home. <laughs> right. Like I get like some of the like the East Coast cities already kind of do have trains that people do take. Yeah. But even like figuring it out, like that's an infrastructure worth, I think, looking into. I agree. I agree. Uh, I don't know if it actually will happen. I do think they should look into it. And uh, trains are cool. Um, and speaking of cool, cool uh, we're going to move on to cool shit nature. I actually technically have three this time. But two of them are kind of really related. Technically, they're two different. Okay. Um, but I know, I know you've seen one of the three because I sent it to you because I thought it was wild. Um, so I sent you it. Um, okay. First off, I got to find it real quick. Okay. First one's just a picture, though. Um, looking at it here. But boom. For the people that are just listening what we're looking at is a picture oh, wow. and there is a crocodile I in this it. picture yeah you can see his eye which is yeah. wild wow but um like, like you're thinking that's the bird but it's like no look at the croc's eye in the in the mud yeah uh new planet earth planet earth three they actually show uh the crocodiles that do this and uh it's really wild like how well they're hidden and how close that like all the animals get to it. And he just chills until he waits for his perfect moment. Do you know when this comes out, when it comes out again? Planet Earth three. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like out. You can watch it. it? Uh, what? Yeah. I have a DVR on my sling. What? Yeah, you can pre-order it. I believe you can pre-order it and have it mailed to you by, and it will start shipping mid-February. What? This is news to me. I know, I know, mind-boggling, um, for you. Um, it's really good. I've seen. I haven't finished it. I'm. I need to watch one more. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the next one here. It's not, not even an issue. Not but, even. A uh, but it's it's. It's a doozy of, I highly encourage you to watch Planet Earth 3. But next one, uh, repeat favor of one of our favorite channels, um, Nature is Metal. We got a classic bear-on-bear -bear battle. That's kind of cool to see. I like how they stick their necks out like that. Yeah, they, it's kind of cool. They have the close-up and then like the far. That's why it's all about, like right there is why it's all about looking big on a bear. And doing yeah. what what that oh, right there because it backs them down. They're, they're sizing each other up. Mm -hmm. They really don't want to get to that point, but they will. Well, hundred percent survival of the fittest. It's going to do what it needs to do. They're heavy hitters. They're, yeah. they're the heavyweights. So when they're battling each other, it's the big blows, right? And that's why 100%. when they do attack a human, you're dead because it's one blow with razor sharp claws to the head. <laughs> Are you dead? Because I would argue that the next cool shit in nature would say otherwise. Really? So this is a man that talks about getting attacked by a grizzly bear. Look at now, him. Fucked up his face. Dead, dead is the key I want to say here. Because he's not dead, but he got his shit fucked. Oh. <laughs> uh, so for the people that are just listening and watching, there's no words here. Um, but um he's detailing and when i watched it i mean he had 
he had his face ripped. He had an eyeball popping out. Um, he had, let's say, left eye was hanging out of the socket. I don't think the right eye had chunks of flesh hanging down from it. Jaw was hanging down, uh, crawled down the hill, managed to find the trail. Um, wild, though. I mean, it's crazy that this guy survived. And I want to well, say for how mauled he is, or was, he's looking pretty good. Right. No, exactly. When you get your like whole face torn up. Yeah, when would you have an eyeball hanging out? Um you how know, do you walk they, and see uh, that? Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of wild to hear that or see that this guy like full on mauled. Um and you know, by looking at the other cool shit in nature, you can see why or how easy it would be. No, yeah. Fuck, they just whop they just whop you, man. That's what they do. Yeah, I mean just you kind of be you're kind of toast. Um <laughs> kind of toast when you get to uh if you are. I mean you may not die, but you're gonna get fucked. But like, and that's one thing with Glacier is bear safety, I think, you know. It's not all Smokey the Bear. It's uh no, it's dangerous. I mean, we were close to a bear. You know, even an excited bear can be a dangerous bear. Um, 100%. But, you know, Glacier does a pretty good job at bear safety. They really do. And bear bear spray, definitely work it, work, worth it. Recommend it. Take it on the hikes. I, I had an amazing night looking for bears that night we came in from Waterton up there. There was a ton of bears. Like we, we probably saw 19 bears driving to our campsite up in oh, damn. Waterton. Yeah, no, it was wild. That is and a lot of bears. Like at the right time of night too, and it kind of then when then you get to your campsite, you're like, really, we're just staying the night here? <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, I know how that feels because yeah. uh, when I was at Banff with Vince and Phil, we pulled into the last campsite, and they're like, "Yeah, it's been some bears running through the campsites," and I was like, "Oh, cool." I'm going to be a uh, burrito for this bear in my hammock. <laughs> and you're like, fuck it. Fuck yeah. it. This is how it happens. This is how it happens. 100%. Um, this, uh, this is a more, this, this next, it's not really, I get, well, actually, no, it's a, it's a fun fact, I think. Um, yeah. And this one more so pertains actually to me uh, than more so like you. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, going to the Sun Road, the road there, uh, to the through the park. Um, it is. I got gifted a book for the National Geographic: Hundred Bike Rides of a Lifetime, all over the world. And going to the Sun Road, it hit. It makes uh makes the list. I'm and sure. I mean, I've said I wanted to ride it. Um, if you could drive it, you get the same view. But you know, if you are an avid biker, this is the ticket. Well, we've talked about how this road, because of the reservation system with the cars, might even over our lifetime turn into like a shuttle only type of road with with bikes, kind of like yeah. that Zion Road. Um, I can see it too. And we've we've had the privilege privilege to drive it, which is kind of cool. Um, we've also had the privilege of being up there a long ways with no cars and no people. That was um, cool. 
Yeah, it's actually it's well. There's one of my favorite pictures that I have. Um, I actually have a little mini of it because I write. I have like a trail travel journal. I put little mini pictures. So I don't know if you guys can all. Oh see, yeah, that one. like yeah, but it's me like on a bench, literally right off the road. But it's one that you can only get when there's like no people. It was cool. Yeah. It was no, it was because that's that spot's banging in the park. Like people, 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 people. Yeah. It's that right was, there at that bend. That chalet, even though for everything that went wrong on that trip, those sorts of moments, like those kind of things really make the trip make or break a trip. Yeah. I mean, the chalet was the chalet was blast. Actually, I got another little, one of those little pictures of a view of my coffee the morning from the chalet. Oh, um, wonderful! Yeah, but yeah, the, the chalet was wild. I mean, we've talked about it on depth, so you should actually go and like look that up, uh, episode up um, of our last trip to Glacier, which was two years ago, because uh, last year we did Iceland. Um, but yeah, going to the Sun Road, one of the more popular. It's a scenic drive too. Everyone always talks about it being a very scenic drive. It's a scenic, so it makes sense for it to be a scenic bike ride um, as well. well. Really going. That's really the only road that goes through the park side to side. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, that's kind of why they did it. Um, is that they did that it a road. long time ago? They had a remember at the chalet. They had both tribes present. They had like the railroad was present. It was like a feat to build it. It was. Um, so actually, I think I found more of it. Um, the first direction. Uh, so Stephen Mather, who became the first direction of the national direction of the first of the National Park Service, wanted to have a road built in Glacier National Park. It would be not just any road, however, it would be an engineering marvel. Between 1921 and 1933, when the entire length of the Going to the Sun Road was open to the public, it cost $2.5 million, 490,000 pounds of explosive, explosives and three lives to build it. Built by men armed with shovels, hammers, hemp climbing ropes, explosives, according to the April 1937 issue of the Pacific Builder and Engineer. Um, which is kind of wild to think about, you know? Yeah. Um, kind of here in my Secrets of the National Parks, too, going off that local intelligence, they, they say it takes planning. You know, because you could be down in the valleys and it could be 60, 70 degrees down there in the valleys, but it could be 30, 40 degrees and and glaciers, snow um, up in the mountains. And and you will going up like going up to go into Sun Road. When you, when you get up to Hidden Lake, if you want to go to see Hidden Lake, and yeah. see, you're going to be walking like we did it. I mean, we had flip flops on when we did it, but in the snow when we yeah. did in the snow. <laughs> It was wild, but definitely recommend. Like, yeah, you, you if you be prepared, if you don't know what you're doing, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you can make it to Logan's Pass and like they've had like they've had time to plow that area, you'll yeah. be fine even going to Hidden Lake because right. there's a lot of that like is boardwalk. There's a lot of it where like it can be well maintained. So 
I mean, you should still know what you're doing. You should still think smart, but like in terms of it, this one, I think anyone can do. Um, but, but I, I, I mean, you can, like you said, it can be nice at the bottom and snow at the top and they will, they'll have the road closed. We know that personally. <laughs> oh, all sorts of shit too, like that. Yeah. Dang, and I mean, they put the railings in every year, which I, which makes sense. Like now that I really think about it, but like when he, when we found that out, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I like Glacier. Another cool thing I think about Glacier, talking railroad, talking kind of thing they built, is the lodges. Yeah. The lodges. Are yeah, it was uh, it was one of the big ones, like first parks for the term that this site uses is parkature. Park, park like, architecture. It's supposed to be a play on architecture and park. Um, but, I mean, the 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 lodges are really cool in Glacier. No, you get like like the at the McDonald Lodge is kind of unique right there on the lake. Many glaciers, mm -hmm. kind of where it's located. Um, you have the the East Glacier Lodge, which I think is one of my favorites because the, they had the redwood trees brought in there. Yeah, um, the I think it's the Mini Glacier that's got like the Oriental kind of like Asian vibe. Um, yeah, I, or is that I, too medicine? No, I think you're right because I don't think there is one at Two Medicine. Um, it's the one where the, the yeah. trailhead is for Cracker. Yeah, so it's Many Glacier there. It's kind of that, but it's I think it's also kind of that like Bavarian, like uh, well, the outside is the right. Outside has that feel, but you're when right. you go it was in, different when we went inside. Yeah, because it has like the lanterns, um, um, and it has that kind of vibe on the inside. It was felt. It felt different, man. Like no, it's. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been there in a while. We didn't go in there when we did the iceberg lake hike because I got sick. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, and I don't think we went into when we did Cracker Lake either. I think when we went in, it was like with Vince and Phil. Yep, that's exactly when it was. It would be worth it to just go sit down and go see those. Even definitely, like that's one thing I'm looking at, like. Uh, Grand Canyon, uh, some of these places like the lodges would be worth it to stay. Yeah, the lodges are super cool. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for the lodge life yet, but you know, no, I, I get what you're give saying. Me, I, give me, give me twenty years, and I probably am. But, um, but right. I mean, I do agree. I do agree with you. Um, yeah, like that. We're not there yet, but like one day it'll be like, yeah, let's let's go sit down and have a meal at the East Glacier Lodge. Exactly. And we'll still be doing the podcast. So don't worry, everybody. Um, but no, uh, yeah, we are reaching the end of it. So uh, it's time for uh, our final words. But yeah, the, so this is another ABC's Glacier. It's one of our faves. Check it out. Go visit. Uh, make sure you get your reservation if you're going to go do going to the Sun Road because you need it now. But anyways, uh, final words, my guy. Fair to hike for Glacier. Definitely plan on getting out. It's one of those parks uh, to really fully experience it, to get it, to do it. Uh, I like Glacier a lot. Definitely uh, one of my favorites. Check out our other episodes because those we really do get into it. We get into some of our actual trips. Definitely. We've, re we've recorded this podcast for so long. We've had like multiple trips where we've talked about uh, on this podcast before, during and after. So 
you can hear the preparation, you can hear the talk, you can hear kind of us in Glacier, definitely one of our, I think my more favorite topics, because uh, one of our favorite parks. So definitely check it out. 100%. Uh, Reverend's final words, words of wisdom. Say beautiful, everybody. Can't tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you for sticking it out, listening, all those, checking out all the other stuff. Um, you know, winter, it's been a warm winter out here. Uh, El Nino, you know, it's doing its thing. Um, so, you know, possibly easier to get outside for you. Uh, I know it's supposed to be like 60 and sunny here this weekend. So, uh, truly blessed for that opportunity. Um, so going to get outside, uh, and don't have to worry about getting too wet. Um, but yeah, get outside, explore things, uh, a lot of fun stuff for us coming up here real soon. Uh, so make sure you're listening cause it's just going to keep getting better and better and better. Um, but with that being said, peace out everybody. Bye.